Welcome to Cinema Puridiso. Greetings. This is uh, the Good, Bad, and Ugly Movie Podcast. Minus the good today. Uh, I'm your host, PJ Bayo. <laughs> and uh, in the studio is my friend, Mike Reyes. What's up? What's up, Mike? How you been? Good to be back. Uh, yeah, it is good, good to be back. It's good to see you again, man. Of course. You're correct. So what have you been up to? Oh, just uh, staying afloat. In the uh, you know that same struggle we all uh, face in this town called Hollywood. Yes, yes, it's, it's never fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, have you seen any movies lately? Oh wow, uh, not really. Uh, it's been a slow summer because I've been working and sleeping. But I did just watch Rock and Roll High School forever for some reason, <laughs> which it, ironically is the movie we're going to talk about today. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless coincidences. <laughs> but we don't have to dive into it. Oh, good, good. Uh, I saw a few few new movies. Um, Ready or Not. Which uh, looks interesting. It's, it's, it's a fun movie. I don't want to give anything uh, away. Um, basically, it's about this girl who's marrying into this rich family, and uh, she's requ- required to play a game to be accepted fully, and the game is hide-and-seek, and it ends up the family hunting her. Oh uh, yeah, good uh, good trailer for that movie. Uh, that it, it hopefully doesn't give too much away. Maybe a couple kills in the trailer, but uh, which well, yeah, which a- actually do, but, uh, I was surprised that there is so much more to the movie than what's in the trailer, which is good. It's always good, uh, it, and, uh, and the movie is fun and it's funny and the ending is clever. Cool, looking forward to that. Poor Samara Weaving, she looks like Margot Robbie, which may well either help or hurt her career but she had a she had a good thing going for a while with uh, uh, some roles in the beginning I think she was on in the babysitter was that oh, yeah the babysitter on Netflix and that's then, a good uh, movie Ash vs. Evil Dead season one and then um, Margot Robbie got hot and she kind of cooled off for a little bit but uh, it's good to see her well, again now, on the now Samara Weaving is the poor man's Margot Robbie uh, pretty much but uh, she's also Hugo Weaving's niece wow if you Sweet. didn't know. I've heard good things about her, so... Um, Fun fact there. And, uh, looking forward <laughs> to seeing more of her. Well, that's good. So, so there, I got that going for me. I also saw the new Critters sequel, Critters Attack. I did love the Critters in the 80s. At least the the first two, the third one was all right, and the fourth one was just, well, it was a blatant alien ripoff. But Yeah, the fourth one was terrible. Uh, but uh, Critters Attack is fun. I, I think it was originally, uh, well, it was made and the Sci-Fi Channel bought it and they aired it and then it was just released on uh, Blu-ray recently. Gotcha. Which, now, there's two. One's, as you said it earlier, off-air, one is a, a movie chopped in, up into eight ten-minute pieces. Yeah, yes. There's a Critters the New Binge, which is, at, which was advertised and promoted, well, which is the same thing, sorry, <laughs> as a original TV series on Shudder. I was very excited about this because I'm a huge Critters fan. And then, when they finally started streaming it on Shudder, it was eight ten-minute episodes. Which is annoying. And every and where those episodes would end would be like really inconvenient. So basically what they did was someone made a Critters movie. They bought it. They took this 80-minute Critters movie, chopped it up into 10-minute episodes, and then streamed it on their website. But the bad thing about this is, so every time 
after the 10 minute segment would end, you would have to sit through credits and stuff. You know, we didn't have the option like on Netflix where you could skip the intro or you could skip ahead to the next episode. So when one episode would end, you would have to physically pick up the remote and scroll down to the next episode and press OK. Oh, man, first world problems. But yeah. yes, that's annoying. Someone should go to jail for that. Yes, it was it was horrible. So which is the one with D. Wallace in it with the uh, big-ass Ripley gun? Okay, that's in Critter's Attack. Critter's but now, because, okay. you know, D. Wallace was the first one she in was the, the first movie. Yes, she, she was the housewife from part one. Yes. Uh, so in Critter's Attack, it's not explained. She's a bounty hunter nah. disguised as an old woman. But okay, but we don't know if it's any relation to the D. Wallace in the first movie. Well, now, well, now I have to watch that movie and come up with my own theories. <laughs> but it's always good to see D. Wallace in a movie. Uh, she was uh, the quintessential '80s mom. Yes, she uh, was. As, as the mom in E.T. and uh, and uh, Cujo and. The howling, howling, and yeah, she was the yes, she was the '80s mom, and Paul Dooley was the '80s dad. Yes, but I don't think they ever worked together in a movie. No, but uh, Paul Dooley, who was the dad in Sixteen Candles and Breaking Away, and he played and, Wimpy and Popeye, and, <laughs> and many other roles that I'm not going to look up right now. You uh, look it up, Google yeah, M. Dibbit. Right. But uh, but no, you know. If you, if you look at uh, Critters the New Binge as an 80-minute movie, it's not a bad movie. Okay. It's fun. It's funny. Critters Attack is also fun and funny. It's a Critters movie. It gives you exactly what you want. And that's all I ask. So there's there's no complaints there. Well, we'll see. I'll watch it first. and I'll let you know if I have some complaints, like having to watch credits eight times. <laughs> and I also I, I went out and I saw the... Uh, the final cut of Apocalypse Now in IMAX, well not technically in IMAX, but in an IMAX theater projected onto an IMAX screen. And I but not to the full IMAX ratio. <laughs> they just weren't thinking ahead back in the 70s, were they? No. But uh, it's actually a shorter version than the, the Redux version. All right. Well, it would have to be. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's three Almost. hours long as opposed to being three hours and fifteen minutes long. Or well, you hardly notice. Yeah, but uh, so they added some new things in and they took some scenes out. Like if, I don't know if you saw the Redux version. No. But you saw the original version, so you know the scene ago. with the Playboy bunnies wow. at the USO show. Hmm. And then later on, they find the the. Their helicopter got shot down, and the guys, will you know, Martin Sheen and the guys on the boat come across them. And it's like the guy who's like their handler manager is like uh, pimping them out, hmm. you know, to try and get a ride out of there. <laughs> well, that's yeah, just like, just like home. So that's well, some things never change. That's right. So that uh, scene's out. I wonder what the exchange rate was. But they kept the French plantation scene in it. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, it's been a very long time since I've seen... The, the French Apollo plantation movies. scene is like 30 minutes of boredom. Huh. <laughs> that has no place in, in even being in that movie. And it just... Because that movie is so haunting and nightmarish, you know? And and the whole idea of of, you know, like the boat going up the river 
to the mission, which is to you know assassinate a colonel who's gone crazy, uh, is like the river is like a vein, and where the colonel is, Marlon Brando is like the heart, and and because it's based on a book, Heart of Darkness, which has nothing to do with Vietnam, <laughs> but the stories okay. are similar. So anyway. This whole French plantation scene takes you out of it because it's like civilization in the middle of the jungle and and Martin Sheen's character gets laid and everything and Oh he should, he's a nice guy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just it just doesn't belong and it's too long and that was my only complaint. Is that they left it in there. But to see Apocalypse Now again restored on the big screen was really, really cool. Well, cool. Actually, the movie I did just watch a movie uh, that I'd never, a version I'd never seen before. That just uh, a movie I didn't like as a kid, but absolutely loved as an adult. It was, uh, Rucker Howard just died recently, so I watched uh, Blade Runner: the, the the Final Cut. I think this is the third version, and I enjoyed it very much, and it made me want to watch that very long sequel with Ryan Gosling in in it again. But uh, I. I highly recommend the final cut of Blade Runner and uh, what else? I, I is, that, is that the one that leaves you with the thought that maybe Deckard is a uh, I replicant? I didn't get that version. I didn't get that. But uh, I don't... Although that's all. Yeah. With the new sequel, it doesn't go that route at all. So Yeah, so... But... Uh, uh, good movie. I love. It was great to see Rucker and Harrison both back in their younger days. And uh, 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 pour out a few drops for Rucker. Are you excited about the new Star Wars? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'm not. It's just not my Star Wars anymore. That uh, that Last Jedi kind of shit on everything that came before it. Oh well, just wait until the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, I'm not. Uh, I've been good about. I've already figured out which Skywalker is rising. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Okay. And it's not the girl. Oh, all right. It's not Ray. Well, uh, we'll see. I'm not going to rush out to see. I will see it. I'm just not going to rush out this time. Uh, just it's like I said. It's it's. Well, if you've seen the trailer, it appears that Ray gets seduced by the dark side. I hope so. <laughs> and then, and and so it's my guess that Kylo Ren uh, reverts from being bad to saving the day so he's the Skywalker that rises I believe we'll see I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff before like a big movie like a Star Wars comes out just because uh, they're, they're almost always wrong so I'm going to just say it. you're wrong <laughs> whatever right. happens you're wrong alright whatever <laughs> I'm going to go see it and I'm not going to like it uh, well now that's that's not the best attitude to go to, to a movie with but uh, I'm not saying you're wrong either I, I well, hope they haven't good. been the best of sequels. No, they haven't. Uh, they've been very disappointing, unfortunately. Especially, well, I mean, the la- I, I actually like the Phantom Menace better than the Last Jedi. That's how bad I thought the Last Jedi was, uh, and I would not let Ryan Johnson anywhere near a Star Wars movie ever again. But unfortunately, that uh, he's got uh, carte blanche. So, uh, uh, just I disapprove of his view and Kathleen Kennedy's view. Uh, she really let me down. Uh, she really let the OG '77 Star Wars fans down. Yes, she did, and it's it's unfortunate. But well, George Lucas let us down with the prequels. Well, you know, I'm still I still like those better than 
the uh, uh, still like those better, but uh, it was great to see Harrison Ford again. And let's let's just move on. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of bad sequels, I would actually rather watch the Last Jedi again <laughs> over the movie I just saw. So, so our feature presentation today is Rocket Rock and Roll High School Forever. Starring none other than Corey Feldman. Corey I Feldman. I don't remember him getting work in the 90s, but apparently it was... Uh, apparently he started it off with this movie. It was 1991. Uh, it was indeed, and uh, I have notes. And as, and as, and as far as the uh, movie sequels go, as, as, it's not even the caliber of a Grease 2 sequel. <laughs> It's pretty horrible. But but before we even talk about this, can we talk a little bit about the original? Uh, the original uh, with the Ramones and, and the P.J. Souls. How could you not love P.J. Souls? Yeah. Well, the whole idea behind the original is Roger Corman wanted to do, like, because, you know, he used to make beach movies back in the 60s. So he wanted to do sort of a fun romp like that again, but with the music of the times. And uh, it was originally called, I believe, uh, Disco High School. <laughs> it was the earlier, uh, earlier uh, concept of the script, and then from there it went to heavy metal kids, hmm. and then girls gym. Oh, see that would I would wind up for that even <laughs> as a little kid, which I don't get. But when it became rock and roll high school, uh, before they even thought about the Ramones, they were either uh, going to go with Cheap Trick or Todd Rundgren. Hmm. Cheap well, trick, I, I could think, see. I could see that, but they made the right choice with the Ramones. Todd Rundgren, not so I much. I think so. So, uh, yeah, so they Cheap Trick couldn't do it because of scheduling problems or whatever. Todd Rundgren, I, I probably said no because he's kind of a dick that way. And then mm, uh, the Ramones probably just lived really close to the set. Mm, why not? <laughs> yeah. Let's work and, with this PJ girl. She's cute. And, you know, it was written by, uh, by Ellen Arkush. And Joe Dante. Yeah, I saw their names in the credits of the sequel, uh, based on characters, characters created yes. by. But it was it was directed by Alan Arkush, but it was also secretly directed by Joe Dante, hmm. because I guess the shooting uh, schedule was so demanding that Alan Arkush was suffering from exhaustion, so Joe Dante would jump in. And direct a scene here and there. Do you really have to keep things secret on a Roger Corman set? <laughs> but, yeah, Joe Dante was the uncredited director on Rock and Roll High School. But Rock and Roll High School is a classic. It it's is a awesome. classic. I mean, there's so much going on. And it's like, even the Ramones don't play, like, vital roles in the movie. They're in the movie enough. They are. And, uh, and then everything else that's going on is fun. With, with Mary Warnoff as uh, Togar... The evil principal, and, and and of course, P.J. Souls as Riff Randall, and uh, and uh, Cliff Clint Howard as Eagle Bauer. Man, forgot. Oh, yeah, forgot. Gentle Ben was in that. Well, you know that character is in Rock and Roll High School Forever. Uh, oh, uh, but it's not Clint Howard. Is that the spirit of Rock and Roll High School? The, no, no, that's uh, Mojo Nixon. Eh, whatever. We'll get into that. Okay. Do we really? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Rock and Roll High School was just so much fun. It did not need a sequel. Uh, and it did no. not. Well, Rock and Roll High School came out in 1979, and Rock and Roll High School Forever came out in 1991. So you do the math. 
Mm. It's what, 12 years? Well, they... Uh, I'm sure Roger Corman got sick of all the letters requesting uh, make a sequel to Rock and Roll High School, but make sure Corey Feldman is in it. And, well, I don't think Roger Corman had anything to do with this. It was a joke. Oh, okay. But there was no letters written requesting <laughs> that movie. All right, so, Rock and Roll High School Forever. All right, so... It's, it's a holiday. They're celebrating the day that Vince Lombardi High School blew up, which was the high school in the first movie. And so I suppose this is the high school that was built in its place, and it's Ronald Reagan High School. Yeah, in a time where everybody still hated Reagan because he was still alive. He, nobody liked him until he died. So, so everyone thinks mm-hmm. that the principal is too easygoing, so they bring in an assistant principal. I know. Who is Mary Warnoff. Warnoff. The vice principal, uh, Dr. Vader. Dr. Vader, yeah. She's not even the same character she was in the first movie. And uh, her, uh, and she has a robot arm. <laughs> yeah, three different... Uh, three different... Uh, Attachments. Yes. And, and But the principal, Larry Linville, Frank Burns from MASH. Yep, Frank Burns from MASH. Playing a nice guy, which yep. is one of the reasons he left MASH, because he didn't want to play the, like, the mean guy. Right. And I'm pretty sure he was in his trailer regretting leaving MASH during this. <laughs> Probably... Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Patricia Car- Arquette's dad was in this, too. Louis Arquette. I see. Well, yeah, he's like in the first scene. He's the one who, who decides that uh, oh. that he needs help, and then they, they hire Dr. Vader. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was a very accurate depiction of 1970s high school, set in 1990. <laughs> yes. And, uh, With Hey, did we mention that Corey Feldman is the lead in this movie? Corey Feldman was mentioned. He looks like a transitioning Ken doll. He looks like Which will probably be Michael on the show Jackson. any day now. And there are some dance scenes in which that, he's doing yes, this Michael Jackson-type bef- dances. This is before he Michael dyed his Jackson hair black. Hair. Yeah. To really match Michael Jackson. I don't know what Michael put in him, but I have an idea. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, this is when the uh, Michael Jackson influence was, was weighing pretty heavy into, uh, Mr. Feldman's life. Yes, and career. it was. It was. And, 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 you know, like we mentioned, you know, like the Rock and Roll High School, the original had the Ramones, and, and this had, like, the pursuit of happiness for, like, a not even a scene. Uh, they show a clip of the video. Yeah, if you if you remember Pursuit of Happiness, they had uh, they were a one hit wonder band with the song uh, I'm, I'm an, an adult, adult now, which is a cool song. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, I always wondered what they looked like. I liked the song, and like I didn't have cable growing up. We were poor, so like, oh, that's what they look like. And and the other other the only other rock and roller in the movie is Mojo Nixon, and he is the uh, what is he? Uh, the spirit of rock and roll high school. Yeah, the spirit of rock and roll high school, which. <laughs> this movie really didn't have but uh, you're you're forgetting the other major band in this movie which is Corey Feldman oh yeah Corey Feldman <laughs> uh, and we get to see a lot of him don't we yes singing and, and dancing and oh man and what was the name of the band uh, the Eradicators well they had three different names but the Eradicators was their main name and they came up with two other names to trick the uh, vice principal into like letting them perform at the prom, which that's, was oh yeah, that's the, right. I think was the plot point of this movie. Hey, we need to, we need to play the prom. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, is that the band had to play at the prom? Yeah, and uh, where wow. the original Rock and Roll High School had a bunch of little subplots that were fun, and this one just really has one. And uh, yeah, wow, yeah, and uh, there's a uh, one of one of the things I. That uh, caught my uh, attention was the uh, the scheme that the band puts on to uh, 
get voted with band of the 90s at the, on the local radio station, which is, you know, ironic at the beginning of the decade. Cause oh, yeah, when they had, like, the computer or whatever, yes. they kept calling the radio station. Oh. Yeah, that was very genius. Yeah. It was so clever. And um, for some reason, there I don't know if this was a subplot, but there's a scene where they uh, pretend they're all preachers worshipping a refrigerator. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, not sure what that was about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this scene. nothing to where do they, with where the they, plot. Where they go to somebody's house, uh, Corey Feldman and his three friends, who are also his band, and it's like, hey, anybody want to do a little refrigerator worship? And so, yeah, they go to this stranger's house and... They pay her a few bucks. Yeah, they pay her a few bucks, yeah. and they go in the basement, and they, they dance around they the refrigerator. Yeah. They sing and dance around a refrigerator, uh, which it, is what kids in the 90s did a lot, pretended right. they were a Lithuanian re- religious <laughs> cult that worships refrigerators and paid people to go into their basements and sing and dance around a refrigerator. And it makes no sense, and it's totally out of context in the movie, but most of the movie is out of context. Right, but and, uh, you know, Corey Feldman hatching a scheme to get his band to play an event is an exact mirror of what he has to do in real life, <laughs> I've noticed. Just, uh, yeah. And I, I love the that trope of the high school with all the papers and what have you thrown about on the floors of the, of the hallways as a rebellious act. And nowadays that's just laptops and tablets, I'm sure, just everywhere willy-nilly. Right. Because, uh, you know, times have changed. But, uh, uh. And uh, if, oh, God, if, they, if there was a master copy of this movie in a time capsule somewhere, please blow that capsule <laughs> up. That was just, that's not how we did things back then. Man, oh, and there's a cute substitute teacher who's about the same age as Corey Feldman in this. So, but well, we we have to assume that she's older because Corey oh, Feldman. Yes, this we is, definitely have to assume that. Probably about seventeen, eighteen, and she's got to be at least twenty-four if she's a substitute oh, teacher. No, you're thinking. No, see, now you're you, and, you're and, using logic. And they hook up. They they do hook up. Just which, I is, mean, which is totally wrong. Right, because this doesn't take place in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like she looks. She looks about a, maybe a year or two older than him, and uh, obviously he's enamored with her. She's a, she's a, a babe, uh, and yeah, yeah, she hooks up at the end. I didn't mean to give it away. In fact, uh, pretend I didn't say it, so you can watch it and enjoy. Oh, this we're going to give away everything in the end. <laughs> but yeah, the, we're going to give everything. So away. So she makes out day. with uh, Corey Feldman at the end, and uh, right yeah. in front of everybody, the principal, and like, yeah, no big deal, right? Like <laughs> and. Obviously, there's no phones because that's you just see a bunch of white screens recording that. But these poor people, they all they had was like an original camcorder you have to put on your shoulder to uh, record their 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 schemes. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah, and that's and that's how they got back at everybody was they blackmailed everybody with video. Actually, they didn't blackmail them; they just got uh, video blackmail material and just showed it. They they got nothing for <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and, was it. They were just shutting everybody down. Yes, and. I mean, and it's, this is surveillance footage, folks. And and if you see the movie when they this when they show this surveillance footage, it, it's all edited from the point of view of the people. So like, that that's that's not how surveillance footage works. You get one angle. You don't get reaction shots. Uh, a lot of a lot of movies make that mistake. At least the older movies. I uh, I don't know about today, but the, the cameras are much better, and you have many more, and they're small. But like. Uh, they had one over-the-shoulder camera and, like, all these angles. Like, they, 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 they oh, yeah. were staged in one and, spot. And, and they were, like, passing it around, too. No, that's not so, how that works. So, so 
Before oh. we get back to more about the plot, let's just talk, talk about, like, Mary Warnoff is the only uh, actress from the original movie who returns. And, and I, as I said, she plays a different character. She plays a different character. But uh, still. The, the only character that crosses over from the original movie is Eagle Bauer, who is played, who is the, you know, the guy that you went to whenever you needed something in Rock and Roll High School. Yeah, he's who, the demon of uh, Rock and Roll yeah. High School. To put it in Fast Times uh, context, yeah, so, <laughs> timely reference. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, in in, in uh, the original Rock and Roll High School was played by Clint Howard. So in in uh, Rock and Roll High School Forever, it's played by some guy I've never heard of. Yeah, but you gotta love the credits in this movie. They they present them like, hey, this hey this character's played by this guy. You've never heard of any of these people. Well, except well, the, the one guy, uh, he was the guy that they uh, they 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 got with uh, with uh, women's lingerie blowing. All Jason over Lively, them. yeah, Jason from, Lively uh, from European Night, Vacation and Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what the horror fan would say <laughs> first. The other horror fan, but uh, I went chronologically. Yes. and he plays a. Uh, Basically, a young Republican in this, and yes, this is this is really weird. You're actually you're actually rooting for them because like the the good guys are total douchebags in <laughs> yeah. this movie, and they're idiots. Yes, they're idiots, and well, because the f- they're being led by Corey Feldman. That's and and who wants that? You, don't, you should not do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, back in back in '79, you know, the high school blowing up. That's what you that's what you wanted. Nowadays, no, no, and that's that's a heavy burden on the taxpayers too. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I've aged since I, I've seen the original, like like many people have, uh, and like you 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 don't want to see vandals. You stop ruining property. That's <laughs> that cost that cost people money. That's why your taxes are going up. Because Corey Feldman's going to your school and playing his crappy music and destroying stuff when he doesn't oh, get and his and way. The music is crappy. Oh God, the music is awful. <laughs> it's I so wanted my bad. money back. Does YouTube pay people who watch this movie like like reparations? Well, I want to know what the, what the pitch meeting was like. It was like, well, you know, we're gonna do it without a rock band. We'll have the students be the rock band. Because we can't afford a real band, and they don't want to see it. Because somehow they read the script. Everybody's out. And then, and then when they pitch it to Corey Feldman, party, you know, you know, I'll do it, but I gotta be the rock band. Sure, what a great idea. Said no one ever, but let's do it anyway. It's and let this. and let me throw some Michael Jackson moves in there, because we're buds. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly what my senior year in high school was like. This movie, yes. Oh man! But getting back to high schools exploding, you know, in in rock and roll high school, it exploded, but no one was harmed. No. But in this rock and roll high school forever, they kill Doctor Vader. They do never. (laughs) She gets blown up. I mean, it's not a like you don't see her like get blown up, but like uh, she is in there. Yeah, she crashes her car. Well, she causes the explosion by crashing her car into the camel. She does cause so. uh, There's no. Walking back from that, yeah, like, there's no. no coming back from that, and they do technically address it. Like, oh, we need, you know, well, we needed a new high school anyway, but yeah. So, okay. oh, I guess we need a new vice principal. So, yeah. yeah, because you killed her. Yeah, all right. Like, and what, what <laughs> school has any of this crap ever gone down in? Well, the blow. Okay, never mind. I guess. All right, I guess. Well, that's if you want to go back to the original <laughs> concept of rock and roll high school, 
the guy who wrote the first script, it, it had to do with a walkout when he was in high school in like 1920. 1920. And that was like the core. Well, it was a, it was a protest. And that was the core. That was the seed. So, so some so that turned into rock and roll high school. A seed from 1920 sprouts in 1979. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Wow. Hey, Roger Corman, man. Yeah. Huh. Well, but it went through numerous rewrites since well, that first. Well, of course, it was like brass and string high school back then, or <laughs> originally. Uh, well, yeah. Or symphony high school, I should say. And uh, the, the, the people would just have none of that. But but still, the whole thing with the students rising up and uh, protesting, that that survived. Yes, but, well, <laughs> yeah, not in the sequel. There was no protesting. It was just like, I, I guess that's kind of like how kids are today. Hey, this is what we want. We're doing it. We're douches. Not that all kids today are douches. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I... Drugs and alcohol would not even help make this movie tolerable. <laughs> no, so nothing just, will. Just don't even try. Because uh, as I was watching it, I was just like, "Oh my god!" And who really wins when Corey Feldman's band gets to play? Let's let's be honest. No folks. one wins. No know. one. I'm not wins. trying to be a hater, but have you ever, have you heard him sing? He's, oh my god! I, you can tell he loves to do it, but he's just not very good at he's it. He's passionate. Uh, oh my god! I, I, I honestly rooted for the end credits the whole time I was watching this, <laughs> and was regretting being friends with Paul for hey, watch this movie, come on over, let's talk about it. Like, hey, sorry, that's how this podcast works. Yeah, I'm getting that now. And, <laughs> we uh, need your general reaction. I felt bad for I, the... you're here for the reaction. I'm here for the facts. Oh man, thank God there's. Uh, just, I'm glad nobody was recording the look on my face. <laughs> but, uh, just, I felt bad for the people in the original rock and roll high school. Like, uh, well, we have nothing to do with that. In fact, I wasn't even in the first one. Why are you here? Oh, and oh, just I kind of wanted Corey and his his band just to stay in the high school when uh, Mary Warrenov was driving her car in and trying to blow it up. Well, she wasn't trying to blow it up. Well, it just she did had, blow it up. Yeah, yeah it would have like, been nice eh. if they were still in there. But again, <laughs> the taxpayers, they got to pay for a new school. The construction company's got to come in, block traffic, take spot, and all the nails on the ground. Oh, it's just, don't blow up any, don't, no blowing up schools. Uh, and uh, I, I understand there was a prequel made? Yes, yes. Uh, the prequel, which actually was written and directed by Alan Arkush, he returned. It's, oh. it's called... Mm -hmm. Rock and Roll High School, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Does it take place in 1920? Starring Renee Zwelliger. Zwelliger's in that? Is that how you say it? How do you say her name? Is it Zwelliger or no, Zwelliger? It's, it's uh, Zellweger. Zellweger? Oh, I said Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah. Okay, Renee Zellweger and Howie Mandel. Wow, I did not know this. And Mary Warrenoff, again. Wow. But in a prequel... So I think she plays her, to but she plays Togar again, or Togar's mother, or Togar just never gets old or something. But well, then she's in it, hmm. and I guess it was a made-for-TV movie for Showtime. When when was this made? This prequel. Oh, uh, the prequel. <laughs> Any idea? You don't. I mean, just uh, I don't want to watch it if it's anything like this movie. What? Well. Actually, I guess there's going to be a special event at the Arena Theater in Hollywood. 
Oh, I know where, where, it is. where they're going to be showing it. <laughs> oh. And Ellen Arcusha is going to be there. Huh. Uh, I'm doing a little searching. Well, I, I could edit this out. I almost want to too long. Almost want to kick him in the balls for making the first one because they wouldn't have made a sequel. I, I believe it was 1994. <laughs> oh wow, that was rather soon. <laughs> yeah, um, but we still well, maybe he made it to make up for Rock and Roll High School Forever. I don't want to take the chance though. <laughs> Man. Oh, I'd well, be Garrett Graham, I believe, was in that too. Ah, Garrett Graham. He, uh, let's see, he was Bud the Chud in Chud 2, and he's in a very funny movie with uh, Kurt Russell called Used Cars, which yes, I highly recommend. And he's also in Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. And he's in Phantom of the Paradise. And he's, like, really good in that. He plays beef. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Aren't you happy you tuned in today? You're welcome. Man, I kind of wanted the server to go down when I was watching this on the YouTube, but there is a scene where a band member blows her nose into a playlist that they were playing at a, a oh, dance. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, they, they, there was the suggested playlist. And they clearly they did that with play. the script. <laughs> oh, but, hey, the very diverse cast, only, only a tad racist here and there, but, uh, hey... Yes, but, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, the prequel of Rock and Roll High School, was uh, released in 1994. Uh, the 90s. And not only the people we mentioned were in it, but also John Doe. Okay. Uh, guitarist from X. Ricky Rackman. Huh. Wasn't he in Poison? I have no was idea. Was he the drummer? Or was he in... No, Ricky Rackman. No. Yeah. Well... Yeah, Nora yeah. Dunn from Saturday Night Live. Yep, and Nora Dunn. Well, look at that. Let me press uh, C full cast. Wow. <laughs> this, you learn so much with these podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Paul Anka. Wow, somebody must have had pictures. Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller. Well, there's the Joe Dante connection. Stephen First. Ah, he. Uh, Flounder from Animal House. and uh, PJ Souls. And he was also in. PJ Souls play, playing Riff Randall's mother, Evelyn. Yeah. PJ, so wow. Uh, well, hopefully it's not as bad as the sequel, because they got PJ to, Souls to come back. Uh, it's weird saying PJ's a babe when I'm sitting next to PJ Bale. Uh, yeah, that's weird. So, well, don't let it go to your head. You're not a babe. But Rock and Roll High School Forever was directed by a woman. And written by her as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and... The only other movie she directed before that was uh, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Ah, well. I bet you didn't know that, Mike. I did not. Didn't see that one yet. Uh, but uh, I, I've seen it. It's not as good as Slumber Party Massacre 1. <laughs> which I like. I can't wait for the Driller figure to come out. The Driller Killer figure to come out uh, this fall. Oh, is there going to be one? There is. Uh, I believe it's NECA. And I would... Uh, put a drill through the disc of this movie if I owned it because unfortunately it was just a horrendous piece of crap and waste of time but uh you know I'm sure they put a lot of passion into it well I can tell you that she didn't do much <laughs> after Rock and Roll High School Forever except for uh, four episodes of a TV series called VR Troopers whatever that was okay in 1994 hmm. and uh the Misadventures of the Dunderheads in 2012, whatever that is. 
under a different name, by the way, under DJ Brock. <laughs> well, she's still works more than I have in this town, so got to give her that. But and she uh, recently directed a short in 2017 called Never Let Go. And uh, that's who we have to thank for, Deborah Brock. That's who we have to thank for Rock and Roll High School Forever. Should we give her you know, uh, our address so she can send us an apology? So, <laughs> so as I if said, you saw the movie, you'd understand. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre 2 wasn't very good, but she did a good job at massacring the legacy of Rock and Roll High School. Well, see, there you go. That's something to be proud of <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. Yep. But I, I do need to see Slumber Party Massacre 2 because uh, I do love the first one. I, I, I know it's a lot different from the first one. Not expecting it to be better, but I hope it's better than Rock and Roll High School forever. Oh, uh, well, maybe it is because, you know, I, maybe that's how she got the job on Rock and Roll High School forever because someone said, hey, man, she did a great job with Slumber Party Massacre 2. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a drill in a guitar, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd see a movie like that. That's that's what's in that one, right? Or is yeah. that three? No, that's two. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But uh, I think that's pretty much all we have to say about Rock and Roll High School Forever. Yes, enjoy it. So uh, Mike's going to return uh, two or three episodes from now. We're going to talk about Battlefield Earth. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we so, are. So, so, Mike, you've got that to look forward to. Yeah, thanks for uh, making me watch that one. And uh, Cinema Puradiso audience, you have that to look forward to also. Whew. All right, sending those fan comments about how excited you are. So, Mike, any closing comments on Rock and Roll High School Forever? Don't ever make me watch that again. Okay. And that's it, folks. That that completes this episode of Cinema Puradiso. And... Uh, Hope to see you guys again. Or well, not? I can't see you because I'm just a voice coming out of whatever you're listening to me on. <laughs> Pretty hot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, looking forward to educating you about more bad movies soon. Cinema Puradiso forever. Cinema Puradiso is recorded in Burbank, California. Please follow us on Instagram at Cinema Puradiso. <laughs> <laughs>